Those are not naturally strong swimmers. <laughs> All of those language things, mm-hmm. like those speaking robots where you type something in and it reads out what you're typing, mm-hmm. they're just someone recording those sounds. So it's the girl from TikTok, this American woman, and it's her voice. She actually speaks like that. No, but they're not. It's she, it's she, not as like robotic, obviously, but the pitch of her voice is the same. But she's not recording all those. People aren't sending those in and she's not reading. No, 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 no. She like, records a thousand sounds or whatever. Yeah, yeah. It's like, and the model does it. You made it sound like people, That she lives in their phone. People submit this and she gets her order and then she reads it out and then sends it back to you. <laughs> like it's still a software doing it. Yes. There's another one where it's like the inspirational voice. That one's really good, actually. What's the inspirational one? This is like a really deep, uh, husky, husky voice uh, talking. Um, it's it is what it is, really. Yeah. Would you make a TikTok there? Why don't I make a TikTok? What do you make of it? I don't have TikTok on my phone. Why is that? Um, I just value my oh my god the cable night. I just value my time too much, <clears throat> and uh, I just I'm well aware of the demon that lives in my brain. What's the demon? Which wouldn't be able to get off TikTok. What, uh, what, what do you think is controlling that demon? I actually don't know. Maybe it's the calcification of neural tissue that lives across my brain. You know, is calcification confirmed? Of yeah, neural tissue after brain damage. No, for me it's not. No, but for but when general, they're dead, yeah, they cut your brain out and check. I think they are very close to. I remember reading something recently of finding a way of identifying CTE with physical markers. While someone's still alive. Yeah. So currently the only way is with a, an autopsy after, which of course is... With a scalpel. No use to anyone. No. That movie with Will Smith... I haven't seen it. And the... I think he's a Nigerian doctor. Is so fucking good. Back yeah, when you, I won't, could, you won't catch that guy. Back when I could whimsically go to the, the cinema. cinema whenever I wanted. You won't catch this guy watching that movie. I still, ha- um, I still haven't seen John McFour yet, actually. Oh, that's well worth it. Do you know what the movie that's probably most worth it mm-hmm. is Air. Air? The, What's that about? It's about Nike signing Michael Jordan and the making of the Air Jordan shoes. You know Insanely a, good. You know what's a really good audiobook? Go on. Is Shoe Dog, The Founding of Nike yeah. by Phil Knight. It's quite interesting. So, the, the Nike situation is really interesting, right? Right. It's actually very strange. Okay. But... Phil Knight like wasn't the only person involved in it. I was also listening to a different book recently, but it just got too boring. Uh, he was an ec- eccentric man. There, he's tried to get involved in politics in Oregon, and he's okay. invested a huge amount of money. But apparently, it's just not working for him. Okay, it's just not going very well. I'd imagine the story is so interesting. Yeah, like it was just the decade after World War Two, and just the world was kind of opening up. Globalization was kind of becoming a thing. The word globalization does sound like a bad thing because when people there's connotations around globalization where it's like one world army, one, one world order, one yeah. world army or whatever. But it was capitalism was taken over, and he there's bets where he was getting them made in Japan originally. The original shoe was something like Tiger Fitness or Tiger something Tiger shoes. Wasn't it Blue Ribbon? Blue Ribbon. Was yeah. One at one point, and then he went to eventually got into the Chinese market for their manufacturing okay. but it was incredibly difficult to get Chinese manufacturing at the time but it's a very interesting story very 
very slow process to get going from there, I remember. Uh, it was like, it wasn't a smooth road. Yeah. It was a lot of work and a lot of hustle. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They, also, he was basically constantly broke. Yes. For most of those founding years. Oh, you hear that? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> are we Phil Nike? Uh, are, am I Phil Nike? <laughs> so there's... The Nike gets a little bit of shtick or controversy, you know, a lot of those manufacturing companies do. Yes. In relation to where they get their shoes made and stuff. Yeah. I don't know, it's... um. It's a it's a funny business, you know. But I think Nike have Nike have always been trying to do their best to be culturally on point. Yes. Uh, but I don't know if uh, like they've stepped back on some things. But I'd say Nike has gone so beyond him at the moment. I know he's in his seventies or eighties at the moment. So yeah, yeah, probably but later actually. So he's like, yeah, he's he's an interesting character in the air movie. Mm-hmm. Um, he's really kind of pitched as this mad hatter who is in control but isn't in control and you know very very interesting um interesting thing on the shoe topic so nike and adidas and a massive amount of large sports shoe makers around the world have now banned the use of kangaroo leather in their shoes so most like football boots Mm -hmm. most running shoes that have leather all use kangaroo leather Highly elastic, really durable. Right. Because of some lunacy, um, they've basically all jumped on this bandwagon of banning kangaroo leather. So kangaroos are like one of the most overpopulated animals. Yeah, I was going to say. Like to have an animal that overpopulated in your country, they're probably top of the list worldwide. Maybe uh, like pigs in the US. Yeah. Um, But basically they're, they're rats, right? But... They've banned this, so you now the world market for kangaroo leather has just collapsed. Jesus. Uh, but the thing is, the exact same amount of kangaroos die each year. So in Australia, you have to get like a a permit and get set up basically for culling kangaroos, which in essence costs around $10,000. You have to get your facility inspected. Um, you have to get licenses for holding carcasses. You have to get licenses for transporting them and all, doing all that. So it's a, it's a big endeavor to get set up for culling kangaroos where their meat is used and then the the leather is just a byproduct yeah. that's sold afterwards, right? Well, but but it's an important part of the puzzle and makes up a, a large part of the the money aspect of it, right? But then you can just have it, it's called like drop culling where you basically just shoot it and you're not allowed to touch it, you just leave it there. Not allowed to use any part of it, you're not allowed to sell any part of it. Yeah. Um, and that you just need basically a gun license and a hunting license for, or wait, I'm not sure how it works over there, but you just drop it. So now all those licenses just transfer over to drop culling permits and you just shoot them and leave them there. But no one's going to shoot them. So because of companies like Nike and Adidas and I think like Victoria Beckham and people like that, oh my God. Uh, basically you just have millions of kangaroos left rotting. And swelling out in the the bush in Australia, that could have been used for meat and for their skins. So basically, once the skin market goes, you're not going to like the money for the kangaroo as a whole goes down. So then, instead of having like kangaroo meat market as well, because the skins are no longer valuable, they just shoot them and leave them. A lot of kangaroos are headshotted, and there's a lot yeah. of headshots with yeah. uh, smaller caliber runs, and you'd normally shoot an animal that size. Yeah. The kangaroos are mental when you think about it. 
Like they're just, giant rabbits. Yeah, when you just think about hares are massive. A lot of people have probably haven't had the opportunity to see a hare in real life. They are huge. But they are close to the size of a fucking Labrador in terms of like do, oh, height. Do you know like small, tidy Springer Spaniels? Mm-hmm. Like not the fat, heavy, big, jointed ones. Yeah. Small, tidy Springers. That's not fair off a hare. I think the hare population in Ireland is, is coming back a little bit. Yeah. But the that kangaroo thing is mad. It's uh, isn't it funny how like you can be so misinformed and then you yeah. heavily influence a decision like that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Do you think that wokeism and kind of political crack stuff is dying off slightly? I hope they all die. Not turn not, not the not the thing of it, but the actual people. Not to turn this into another <laughs> two white guys podcast talking <laughs> about wokeism, but uh, there's it is. I think it's kind of swinging back the other direction a little bit. Yeah, not fast enough, Gav. See my. Uh, my fascist party is just ready for it. Is moment. it? It's, it's coming on. It's yeah, coming it's, on. I'm just waiting for a moment. It's it's a bit too early just yet, but do you have a name? Uh, the name would probably not go down well at the moment. Okay. but give me about five years, and I reckon we'll be back. You'll be power. straight back up there. Yeah, I think we'll be ready to really uh, get on that pendulum and <laughs> just kind of carry that momentum into the mainstream. You know, the thing with politics for me is I couldn't have less of an interest. I hate it. Yeah. I hate talking about it. I hate thinking about it. I just don't want anyone to tell me what to do. Mm-hmm. You know? That's a very Irish thing. Yeah. It's uh, very... Anti-authoritarian. Yeah, Irish people are very anti-authoritarian. It does work against us, though, in the fact that people are very individualistic in some regards. So if we try to get things done collectively, it kind of becomes into this thing, what are called NIMBYs in Ireland, which are not in my own backyard, basically. Yes. Uh, so if you're, for example, trying to address the housing crisis, and am I a bit far away there? Don't lean in now, because we'll have to change the audio pitch, so, or the audio volume. But it, uh, You're way in there now. I'm way in. But is it, is it all right back here? It's all good back there. So basically, obviously, like every other developed nation or whatever the term is now is uh, housing crisis is an effect especially in metropolitan areas and the Irish government have been incredibly inept as with everything else they do at actually addressing the problem one of the issues with addressing the problem is the local authorities and related authorities when it comes to planning and giving permission to building houses so in Ireland no one can just build a house randomly anywhere. Even if you own the land, you have to get permission to build a house. You have to submit the plans for what kind of house you're going to build, what way it's facing. Routinely, they'll reject it. They'll make suggestions for changes that you essentially have to follow. It has to be within, you know, regulations. It has yeah. to be uh, it kind of in keeping with certain things. Now, that sounds okay, but it, you're thinking of somewhere like in Japan, for example. So if you're in one of the Tokyo suburbs, Every particular little borough and particular neighborhood will have a type of building and regulation that everyone else can have. Okay. But it works really well because it keeps the aesthetic of that particular neighborhood in keeping. So it will be, you have to have uh, your hedge really well kept. You can't build a house over a certain size. Now, maybe in one part of that, it does force certain demographics of f- earnings yeah. in certain places yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, but you want those people living in your country and yes. you want them living I suppose in certain places you want the people with the money 
in certain places maybe people from japan would obviously know a lot more about that but they do have regulations it looks really well like yeah. you can't for example you have to have for example in some of the places if you're building a house you have to have a garage for your car you can't park your car in the street that's mad so it keeps the streets really clean yeah 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 um you know you can't have like visible clothing hanging some of them when you're washing just things like that randomly yeah. you know but everyone adheres to it and it seems to work really well or work relatively well mm-hmm. uh, in those places and it keeps the aesthetic of the neighborhood quite nice and keeps things quite clean and orderly yeah but when it comes to that in Ireland, what essentially happens is pretty much anyone in a region can put in an objection to a planning notice. So when you're building, you have to put up a public planning notice and submit it. And there's just a whole lot of <clears throat> yeah corruption, I suppose, for want of a better word, in regards to who can object to those houses. So very routinely, you'll have a reasonable proposal for accommodation for housing to be made, whether that be... A series of apartments or a series of, of estates or houses mm-hmm. and people will very quickly object uh, either because they don't think it keeps with the area which is fair enough sometimes i suppose or they'll have the objection when it comes to it'll just devalue their own property yeah even though a lot of the times these are middle-aged people or older who are never going to sell their property they're not going anywhere with their property but that doesn't matter Owen. you yeah. could have the you could have some some lower class person living next to you. Some peasants. Um, yeah, it's it's mad. You've had your own run-ins with the I have had my planning run-ins, notice, yeah. yeah. Got my planning rejected um, and deals falling through on pieces of land because, like, imagine, right? This is to explain it to the people here now, right? So imagine there's a country road going up a slight hill. Yeah. And it's country road... On your left-hand side, you pass three houses. Then there's a gap with this three-acre field, and there's another house, and then another house again. I'm imagining it. A couple of houses on the other side of the road. A lovely Irish country lane, right? Yep. Um, now, there's some rules that we'll get into in a sec, but basically, on that three-acre site, planning got refused. So there's a couple of rules in Ireland, right, which basically stop... <laughs> Stop non-Irish people building houses, which is incredibly racist and probably goes against us being in the EU. But well, you have to live within five kilometers of where you want to get planning. It's not right. I actually do agree with the because a couple of different places have had issues with that. For example, London and some Canadian cities have had essentially very wealthy non-citizens buying huge amounts of houses yes. either directly or through organizations. Not living there just as a means of investing capital and leaving it instead of being liquid. For example, a lot of these are Chinese millionaires or billionaires. So in these cases, in China, you can't buy land. You can just rent it from the state yeah. for like 99 or 100 years, I think is the thing. And so it makes no sense to put your wealth into something that you can't own. So a lot of them will buy uh, abroad in places that are mm-hmm. very wealthy, like London, for example, or certain parts of Canada. And it, it happens... A lot of Irish forestry is owned by or indirectly by Chinese yeah. investments. But in the case of the planning, mm-hmm. you have to live within five kilometers yeah. of the site, right? So where I spent my entire life up until the age of 23 is 6.1 kilometers away. And where I spent 
the seven years, six years after that, sorry, six years after that is less than one kilometre away, right? So my planning got refused on the, the case that um, it was agricultural ground, so you needed to fulfil certain terms. Because I wasn't close enough, although having lived my entire life mm-hmm. within a quick jog away from the site, um, and it got refused on the case that it might be not in keeping with that that road, right? So the plans are basically an exact copy of another house on the road. But the interesting thing is that the local councillor for Carrig Line, mm-hmm. um, who we won't name, has a house just maybe 400 metres higher that's like a big glass-fronted right. dormer bungalow. Yes. Probably three times bigger than the house we put in for. Um, but yeah, it's just crazy. It's... It's enraging. And the weird thing is, it's not like corruption of where money gets that done anymore. If someone was like, there, just give them three grand and your problem goes away, that would be perfect. If Mm -hmm. it was like the 80s or 90s, we would have gotten that sorted no matter. The problem is now, the people who work in those positions just have these weird kind of power struggles. Yeah. So they'll refuse planning on like, your horticulture plan isn't in keeping with what we want for the area. Um. So now I'm driving around country lanes looking for old dilapidated houses mm-hmm. um, on an acre or two that I hope to buy and do up. Yeah, it's um, it's a funny situation because, for example, if you look at like American politics or whatever, <clears throat> it's very aggressively, or most countries' politics, they're looking for power and money. Yeah. It doesn't happen so much in Ireland where money is the thing they can get. Now, no. I would say if they could get it, they would go for oh, it. 100% they would. But the situations that they find themselves in and the job roles these people are in isn't pushing them so much for money or financial gain. It's for essentially power mat. It's just for (laughs) their decisions exerting their influence over other people. A lot of these are, let's be fair, very unqualified to be making any decisions uh, in regards to planning or design of houses or you know they're not architects they're not civil engineers they're not they're just essentially civil servants who've just hung around or gotten into a position and uh it's it's just madness ended up in these positions and then they're making arbitrary decisions there's a very big one there recently so there's a in the city we're in there was a very very nice market down by the old kind of docks or the old port and phenomenal food incredible food uh, every weekend you go there it was originally set up temporary thing but it was so popular and so many businesses got in there there must be like 40 or 50 different businesses in there I think there's sales. there's definitely like 15 food vendors in there easily I yeah. think there must be more than that there uh, yeah it's big like and they are thousands and thousands of people go there every weekend yeah regardless of the weather all year it long it'll be packed you packed. go there on a Saturday morning yeah oh my or Saturday afternoon mm-hmm my God, just an old industrial warehouse. Yes. A load of food vans and food stalls set up. Completely off the beaten track. Yeah. And they were trying to close it down uh, because it was not in keeping with the, the planning. The long-term the planning. Long-term planning of the city. Uh, but there was a, a massive addition went around. And I don't think they'll close it now. It doesn't look like it. Yeah. Uh, the, the crazy thing is, so people in those positions of power, right? Mm-hmm. That... 
the person who pushed that or the team of people who pushed that for that to be closed down is obviously a terrible idea. Mm-hmm. That's obviously an idea that would sink a business or it would sink a, or it would throw a consultant's whole life away or take a doctor's medical license away, right? But like the doctor being like, let's just amputate the left leg yeah, because they have gout in their right foot, right? Mm-hmm. Terrible idea. But there's no outcome from them making that bad decision. Yes. That just gets overturned. And they might be a little bit spiteful or whatever, but it just gets overturned and then the next day another folder comes across the desk and they make a decision on that. Like, but, the people what, who made those decisions will never be accountable. Like, if we made bad decisions like that, yeah, and so we launch a product, goes terribly, nobody buys it, or a lot of people complain about it, mm-hmm. we lose the company. Yeah. Or you lose massive amounts of capital that directly affects us. If somebody was in a job where they're asked to consult on something and they give the complete wrong answer, it gets overturned, they're no longer working that job. But in government roles, you just stay there forever. Yes, that is that is probably one of the biggest issues in Ireland is that uh, lack of accountability. Career politicians who are massively underqualified, uneducated, just idiots, to be honest. <laughs> just for want of a better word, most of them are, are just not intelligent people. And uh, there's a saying, if you have enough neck, you don't need any head. And when we say in Ireland, if you have enough neck, it means you're willing to stick your neck out. And even if it's going to get chopped off, you don't care. So the key people just keep pushing. Yeah. Um, yeah. We could lament on the state of Irish corporate or yeah. politics and councils and stuff, but it would get us nowhere. And it's probably relatable for a lot of people because I think a lot of people are very unhappy with their governments around the world. But very interesting fact for you. Go Do you on. know, where, as far as I'm aware... I think it's the only surgery which is has at least a 200% mortality rate. So two people died. But th- there's a rumour it could Wait. be three. 200%? Yes, so two people died. But it's only ever been done on two people? No, no, no. So this surgery, this single act of this particular event, this surgery, had two people, potentially ah. three people die. So there was a surgeon... I think it was in the late 1800s. I love this already. Amputating a patient's limb. Not sure what it was. He did it so fast in 25 seconds. He accidentally amputated the fingers of his assistant. But while also doing the limb of the patient. Those two people subsequently died of sepsis. (laughs) Now... The furthest the story goes is that someone in the audience died of shock. So there's technically a 300% mortality oh rate. Oh, my God. But I don't know how believable that is. Yeah. But how, how, Here, how, I love that thing of they used to just go and watch operations. Yeah. If the CUH, the Cork University Hospital, if you could go in and there was a public gallery and you could watch operation, I would be, I'd be in there every week. I, loads, loads of courses do cadaver stuff yeah loads of like neuromuscular them, courses yeah. uh, physiotherapy they mm-hmm. see some cadaver stuff mm-hmm. yeah it's mad you should do it yeah yeah it's very valuable yeah you can see that's not all split into I've seen um, muscles cadaver knees and cadaver ankles oh, in yeah. the lab mm. class yes so cool you're just hooking up the tendons to them hooking up loads to the, the bones unbelievable stuff yeah it's class it's very very cool to see those systems in operation you know the a lot of people are on the subject of 
lamenting about states of systems. <laughs> Jesus. But uh, I think a lot, a lot of things in the last year or more, I think I've noticed a lot of people lamenting the state of healthcare systems, in particularly, I suppose, the, the Western world, for want of a better Western world. Yeah. yeah. And that's always been the way. It's never been set up right. I think it's in, but people are more unhappy than they've ever been over it. I wonder, is that because there's so many people now so aware of, since the, yeah. the incident, what incident? <laughs> the hiccup. Oh, yes. The COVID, like? Co- the COVID. Yeah. Um, I wonder, is that just it, that people are so aware of public health and public health policy now, you know? Because mm-hmm. the systems haven't gotten any worse. Systems have been terrible forever. Yeah. Um, it is It is very, very interesting. Uh, went playing golf for the first time in a long time yesterday, Garf. Did you, what, what, how many holes did you play? Is that Nine holes. Is that half what, That's what people ask, isn't it? How many holes did you play? They usually say, like, how do you go? How do you score? How'd you get on? Is nine holes a regular? Nine holes is a regular after evening. 18 holes a full game. How long did nine holes take you? Hour and a bit. Hour and a half, maybe. Do you... What did you say you didn't have time for earlier? What were you saying? Oh, yeah. Yeah, you didn't have time for TikTok, but you have time to play, knock a ball around the course for four hours, is it? Yeah, going out golfing is lovely. But on a more serious note... Go on. So... I was playing on a course where I do a lot of the pest control. Mm-hmm. Every single tee box we came to, every single hedgerow was just alive with rabbits. And it was just enraging me. Okay. It would be like, I was trying to explain it to Dennis, who I was golfing with. And I, I couldn't, I was just getting so angry every time I saw them, you know. And I was like, it's like if you were a painter mm-hmm. and you sold a load of paintings to a gallery or something. And every painting you went that just had a big smear across the front of it because every single rabbit there is just being like you're obviously doing a terrible job you're obviously doing a terrible job over here Dara offered for me to come help him with the best control but he, I think you need to what, probably want to be there for half four in the morning a half four for a quick run around yeah which I normally I not wouldn't mind for for hunting or whatever the yeah. usual size game but uh, if uh, do you recall big game big game yeah well, it's really the only game in Ireland, but it's uh, it's a fun game. But it's uh, for shooting rabbits in the morning. As fun as that would be, I anyone with uh, with kids would know you would only wouldn't sacrifice sleep that early. I I wouldn't know. <laughs> You'll know someday. Uh, so I wouldn't. Uh, half, like, like you'd only have to leave your house at half three. Yeah, exactly. It's not that early. So I'd have to go to bed at approximately seven. Yeah, so it's uh, it's as seven fun, in the evening. As yeah, as fun as that would be. I, yeah, I just we'll, we'll probably take a rain check on that one. Yeah, it's actually a different golf course I'm doing tomorrow morning. But what are you doing with the rabbits now? These will all go to Fota. You still give them the Fota Wildlife Park? Well, how much? It's you our get? local. It's not a zoo, but it's like a zoo. Um, the cost or the price for a rabbit is terrible. You're but just it's a, just a way of getting rid of the rabbits. Yes. Yeah. Into a meaningful. Yeah, not not just throwing them in a hole somewhere. Fota is. Uh, I think every time I go to a zoo or a photo is like a wildlife park or whatever. Photo has gotten way more zoo-like yes. and less like a wildlife park. Photo used to just be a farm where they had zebras and weird animals. It was It's like a branch of UCC, the mm-hmm. University in Cork. Is it? Yeah. I did not know it's that. It's a research facility for UCC, but now it's become a like a zoo. Like. Yeah. So they used to have just zebras out in the field 
and they'd have giraffes out in the field. Right. And they never had like lions or cheetahs or tigers or anything. They'd never have cages. They used to just have paddocks. Yes. Do you remember that? I do. I no. I I can always remember the cheetah being there, and I always remember the cheetah. Maybe being the cheetah has been there ages. Very but sad. Of course, it's very sad. I just don't think predators should no. be in an environment that's so small that they can see the boundaries. The the little wallaby things. So they have little wallabies and like these tiny little kangaroo things that are just left roam free and the yes. peacocks are just left roam free. The wallaby things weren't there. I was there a few weeks ago. Were they not there? They actually were. I didn't see the wallaby things. I love them. They, no, they... Oh, I definitely saw them. Are they wombats them. or are they wallabies? I th- the little mini kangaroos yeah. were definitely there. Yes. But I think they were in their enclosure. I don't think they were left out. I think out. when it's cold or the weather's bad, they don't leave them roam. Yes. Because they need to be close enough to shelter. I love the red pandas. Oh, so my God. So fucking cute. Funny story. So they, they now have primates there, right? Yeah, I don't like that either. <clears throat> the funniest thing ever. I was at that too a few years ago. Yeah. And we're standing at like the fence at the edge of the enclosure looking in. And there's a kid being like, Mommy, Mommy, what's he doing? Mm-hmm. And there is a monkey full on wanking himself off. No way. F- five meters from the edge of the thing. Oh my God. Going at it, belly boxing. How did you get in there? <laughs> uh. <laughs> this guy, man. Um, no, crazy. Going at it, like gritting his teeth. That's because he's so bored. <laughs> like, prey animals are delighted to be in the zoo. Of course they They're are. They're like, nobody's killing me. There's all these other prey animals that I don't really yeah. interact with. We're all just walking around the field. What's that comedian? And he's like, another day with no lions. That was Rogan, yeah. <laughs> yeah I was talking about giraffes being delighted to be in a zoo. Yeah. No, that is very reasonable. But like, I, I get for conservation efforts, probably. You know who's done unbelievable with their big cat conservation? India. Incredible, incredible gains in their big cat numbers. Really? Tigers, yeah. Actually, I think there's lions in India as well. The tigers. Huge numbers. Nothing gives me the heebie-jeebies more than imagining walking through, like, grassland at the edge of a forest in India, just as it's dusk, and this fucking 200-kilo tiger murking you. It's why seek a deer so fast, I'm convinced of it. That's why I'm convinced of seek a deer. If they don't see you anymore, that's why they run, I think. I'm convinced. Yeah. That's why, because they're used to being seek a deer. I think we talked about this before. But, but seek are Japanese, like. No, they're in a lot of Asia as well. Are they? Not just Japan. And there's tigers in a lot of Asia, so... Yeah. I would imagine. And there's other big cats in Asia. Um, so the thing Gers talking about is with Sika deer. So Sika and Fallow. Fallow are the other kind of main species we have here. We have red deer as well. But Sika and Fallow are really different in how they react to you. So Sika deer, as long as they can see you, like the, the kind of phrase that people have coined is that Sika stalk you, you don't stalk Sika. As long as a Sika deer can see you, it's pretty happy. If you're not moving or maybe you're just moving slowly, as long as they can see you, they're good to go, which makes certain aspects of stalking Sika far easier. Mm-hmm. If a fallow deer can see you, it is not happy. But then if you just drop down below a ditch or go in behind a, a tree, that fallow is kind of at rest. So there's very different animals in how they react to humans. Yeah, that's probably because bears were hunting fallow before. <laughs> and bears weren't going hiding. So if a bear disappeared, it means it probably was gone. Heidi peeps. I'm trying to find the numbers, but apparently they have yeah, increased 
Uh, and tiger, uh, India has most of the tiger population. Yeah. It's... Uh, that story of the man-eating Bengal tigers. Remember there was a movie made about it in like the 80s or 70s. 3,167 tigers in India. 200 more than four years ago. Uh, Jesus. Yeah, it's... Uh, India is massive. Those Bengali tigers are, are Bengal tigers? Bengal tigers. Um, They're huge animals. You think about them and you're like, oh, that's like... A cheetah or whatever they are massive yeah they have those in photo yeah i just don't like to see it they always look really I read, and they always it has a belly oh i haven't noticed that yeah one thing it's cool to watch is the rabbits which i give to photo mm-hmm. in the cheetah enclosure have you seen that when they drag them along they drag they have like this massive high wire thing mm-hmm. it's maybe 20 feet high and they drag it along the ground that's class yeah prey animals just seem to thrive in captivity yeah. They're like, this is this fucking is class. Crazy. Free food. Just yeah. wandering the place. No one's killed anyone. No. No one's been murdered in ages. No. Whereas for the prey animals, they're like, I haven't murdered anyone in ages. Yeah. This is terrible. It's been ages. Yeah. It's just, I just seem so grim. And they, I remember that cheetah, it's, I remember one point I saw it and it's fur was like molting a little bit. Yeah. It didn't look very, it's, ugh. I don't feel good looking at it. No. I feel great looking at the prey animals. So when there's like children feeding the giraffes. Oh my God, yeah. And the giraffes are like, thank you for the leaf. Thank you. And it's like, oh, this is perfect. Everyone's happy with this. If you were yeah. an e- eccentric billionaire, what animals would you have in your your own private estate? Nothing. I would have. Yeah. Dogs. So, yeah, obviously dogs. I'd have a few horses. Pigs that I'm going to eat. Because I like horses. Chickens and eggs from them. I'd have... I could have all those now. A few beef cows. Actually, I don't think I could have chickens. No, I Some pigs. Them. Yeah. Some chickens and some ducks. Because I want duck eggs, not chicken eggs. But... I wouldn't do the Because you'd have to cut the, the flight feathers in them. Okay. Do you don't want to be cutting ducks feathers for no reason, like... No, I just keep them inside in cages. <laughs> Tell the people you're joking. I'm obviously joking. Um, no, I would have ducks. I love ducks walking around farmyards. They look hilarious. They'll just fly away. Like they'll be necks up in them. They'll just fly. You have to cut um, the feathers. Okay, I'll cut the feathers. No, I'll do don't the feather cut the cutting. Because you're cutting the feathers off of the bird that's supposed to be flying. Okay, you've got something going on here. There's nothing going on here. It's a very reasonable thing to say. Don't. Why are you getting so angry? Your face is going purple. Go have chickens. I, no, What's I want to have, have fucking duck eggs, Garth. Why? Because they taste better. No, they don't. Yes. Yes, they do. You're not allowed to have ducks in this imaginary frame. Because I'm going to have ducks when I get my own house. You, you're you not allowed to have them. I, Garth, I will have them. No. Bill and Quack will be their two names. Just have chickens. Chickens are very happy in captivity. They have no idea what's going on. Whatever. Yeah. I'd like to have some meat chickens as well, not just laying hens. That's too much hassle. Yeah. Okay. Anyway. Mm-hmm. When we're getting on to the exotics section. Right. I'm not imagining a massive estate, but I definitely want a thousand acres if I'm a billionaire. In Ireland? No, maybe Scottish Highland somewhere. Right. Um, And I want to have... There's nothing exotic in Scotland. What? There's nothing exotic in Scotland. No. Anyway. Yeah. I want to have a brown bear that just wanders these mm. few thousand acres. Right. How are you going to pay for the insurance of that now wandering around? There's no insurance. Do you have to have insurance there? There's no insurance. There, you haven't thought this through at all. I, 
Go on anyway. Go on. We're literally spitballing here. Go on. We're back at a napkin point with this. Yeah. I'm going to have a brown on bear. On that napkin, write insurance. Duck feathers, question mark. Brown bear? Yeah. That's a fully trained pet brown bear. No such thing. But it just gets to walk around. So do you know like the Hollywood are you, ones? Are you going to pull its seat as well, are you? No. Right. Like the Hollywood ones. Yeah. But it roams around. So people would be like, oh my God. We'd be out like deer shooting or something. Mm. Be like, oh my God, and there's a bear. Someone. And I was like, ah. This is what you want to hear. Cutie pie. And it just runs over. You're going to have a grizzly bear just roaming around. Yeah. It this, would have to be a grizzly bear. This is well. what you're going to hear. That's what you're going to hear with your pet. And I'm doing bunny ears here. Your the pet. last time I saw a brown bear, mm-hmm. we had to fire brown bear deterrence at it. And it just fucking stood there. What year was that? 2019. Oh, yeah. No, you would remember you saw a brown bear in Romania as well. What do you mean, Tech? Dracula's castle. <laughs> Do you remember that? No. Remember the brown bear? They were just at like a cafe diner on the side of the road, and then the cages. There was. The oh b- my god, that's so grim. That's the most grim form of zoo. Mm. That is the most grim. It's like when people go to Thailand and take pictures with drugged up tigers. Oh my God, yeah. And you're the same people like, oh, I'm not going to do it. And then they see the tigers and they have to take the photos. Yeah. Oh it, my God, that's got tiger babies. It's fucked up. Or people, people take the photos with the baby monkeys. Yeah. And then they... They what? When the monkeys are you're older. You're gesturing something. When man. the monkeys are older, like... They what? They... <laughs> they ain't babies no more. Oh my God. Yeah. That's... Gr- is the same thing that happens with puppy yoga because how do they always have puppies and not ever full grown dogs it's it's white girl murder really I think is what it is yeah no puppy yoga I'm pretty sure you bring your own puppy I I know we talked about this a few weeks ago and we never resolved it like the yoga isn't going to have fucking puppy fans I think there. the yoga does because goat yoga has their own goats goats are very different to puppies goats you can have goats all you year round you can eat both of them there's no such thing as goat yoga Goat. <coughs> there is such a thing as goat yoga. Okay, what's you doing goat yoga? Milk the goat. No, they're just baby goats and they climb up on top of you because they see you as a high point. Goat yoga is a thing. It's not there. What? I can't show you now because I don't have my computer, but goat yoga is a thing. Is this Illy Alien and Eminem and you doing yoga? <laughs> hey, hey. Man, this guy. He's fast with the puns. Um, no, but it's, uh, yeah, no, I don't. Would like you call them. Eminem the goat? Some people would. I guess, would you? The, do you, do you, you refer to yourself in the third person, non-objective name? You bring, you bring your own puppies to yoga, I'm pretty sure. They don't have puppy farms in the yoga studio. like. But that's what I'm saying, maybe they do. They sell them to a dog-eating country. Well, puppy farms are illegal there. Do you think, Yeah. if I started selling antler dog chews, would people buy them? Shipped worldwide. Would you buy a Dara Fitz antler dog chew? With a Sika logo burnt into it. I'd think about it. Why are you asking the people listening? No, I'm asking you because you like buying your dog's things. Yeah, but I'd buy that. The people listening as well, would the people listening buy that? Uh, I don't. Would they have the velvet on them or no velvet? No velvet. Yeah, I see. I don't know. I think you want the velvet on them. No, it did, no the chew is the hard bone. The whole point <coughs> is it's harder bone. But is, isn't the supposed nutrients in the velvet? The whole point of the dog chew is that it's harder bone. What's going to make you my can't, bigger? Nobody, there's no velvet dog chews. No velvet dog chews? No, you can buy deer velvet powdered capsules. I'm well aware. 
this 0.5 millimetres of growth didn't come from anywhere. So I've heard. <laughs> um, I'd love if we just found... Gold. No. If we found something like... A grizzly bear. The deer velvet capsules or like... I'm just talking about something which clearly doesn't work but has something behind it that you could just shill to people. Like, do you know the way like, Huberman does with Athletic Greens? Oh or, my God. There's so many ingredients in Athletic Greens that one of them is bound to do something there. Yeah, but also, if you think about it from the other point of view, there's so much shite in that mm-hmm. that there's definitely one of those things you don't have a positive reaction with. Yes. The... And also, yeah. this whole thing, everybody should be trying to get away from more processed shite. Yeah. Can you not just eat some broccoli? You know? Yeah. That's what my thoughts are. Well. To be honest, I was just throwing shade at Huberman. He's got very popular. He's very popular. He's becoming become a meme almost. <sighs> People are getting kind of upset about it. You know? Yeah. Huberman was classed as like a pracademic. Mm-hmm. But to be honest, he's just more of a marketing academic. He doesn't sell pretty much anything he talks about. But he owns shares in or okay, that's the only Athletic thing. Greens. But if you look at like his podcasts, yes, he doesn't sell. I get that. Like I get that. He doesn't. He did like psilocybin was the last one. I don't right. think he's selling psilocybin mushrooms. Okay, but you yeah. love psilocybin mushrooms. Jujitsu lad, psilocybin, like the the dried like before it, training, like. Yeah, it's just like that's a big buzzword in jiu-jitsu. Have you ever done sinus? Oh, wait, you can't answer that question. No. No, you haven't done them or no, you can't answer it? <laughs> <laughs> no, I'd be, you can get them in the America. They're legal now, aren't they? In some states, you can yeah. just get mushrooms. Uh, the state, like there's some states in America where you can just do MDMA as part of couples therapy. Like That's class. That's how things should be. I think you should be able to get everything yeah. you want. It should be regulated. Yeah. It should be verified. As much enriched uranium as you want to buy. As long as the uranium is for personal uses, you don't you don't impact other people with it. Like you should be able to be as a grown adult, put whatever the fuck you want in your body. Yes. Obviously, there should be some education there. Uh, like, for example, alcohol is a regular one, but I'm gonna go more off track. You can eat as much shit food as you want. Yeah. And you cost the health system bajillions, millions in every country. Yeah. Diabetes. Who gon' beat us? Diabetes. Diabetes. No problem with that. Cost country loads, right? Yeah. But why can't I just have a bit of sinazolol? Like, you know? Like, what's the problem, guys? Gareth, I think that to myself every day. What's the problem? Where does the problem lie? Um, talking about putting things into your own body. Go, go on. Careful now. <clears throat> this, this is going to be the highlight of the podcast. Right, what is this now? <clears throat> Somebody sent this to me the other day. Supplements got very popular in the last few years, haven't they? Supplements are really popular, but this has nothing to do with supplements. Go on, what is this? <laughs> is this a song or something? <clears throat> I'm going to not put in the names. And if you have kids listening in the car, skip 40 seconds ahead. So, greatest personal injury case I've ever heard. Unnamed, a another, whose name will be removed. An estimated... So, okay, a Valley attorney, so California-based attorney, has picked up a client who is suing a sex toy company 
said client purchased a butt plug which is advertised as 100% silicone. Client wears butt plug into an MRI appointment. Much to the client's dismay, butt plug in fact has a metal core. Butt plug is accelerated at the speed of sound into the client's chest cavity, described in a memo as an anal ray gun. What the fuck? That's not <laughs> Client has survived but has major internal injuries and attached is a picture of the MRI scan. That's not real there. What that do you mean that's not real? Not real. That's clearly photoshopped. That's not photoshopped at all, Garf. There, that's 100% not real. What? That's not real. It, of course it's real. Let's just Google it there see if that's real. <laughs> why, why would it not be real? I don't understand. Yeah, that's the worst ludicrous made-up story I've ever heard. That's not, it's not made up. Um, You want that to be true, but it's not true. But apparently, uh, on the regular in a lot of places, the things people end up in the accident emergency rooms with inside their anus is pretty funny. Okay, wait. Snoops has an article <laughs> God does text tell a true story about MRI patient suffering injuries from a metal butt plug? Uh, please continue, because I need to read the Snoops article. You've, uh, you've had MRIs, right? Loads of them. Um... How long do they take? They're actually not long at all. Hmm. Maybe 10 minutes, 15 minutes. You know, there's a particular gas used in MRI machines. Right. I think it's helium. Okay. It's using them, but it, helium stores are essentially running out. So it's very, very important. No for, way. Yeah, so everyone's kitty balloons are just using up all the helium that's needed for very expensive and very important medical machines. Okay. Um, it's not real. Although we couldn't determine whether this claim was accurate or authentic. First of all... Nobody knows. I'd have to imagine that if the buffalo continued back along that way, it's going to kill you. There's well, no severe injuries. That's going to murder you, there. There's no way you're going to survive that. That's going to take out intestines, lungs, stomach. It looked like it ended up... Sitting up somewhere underneath the liver. Dara, that's not true. Like, I know you want um, this to be true, but this isn't a real story. Well, actually, the Snoops article can't tell us, and they've done a lot of research. Oh, Snoops. Um, Snoops googled and found no news stories and said they did a lot of research. The radiology lab have actually confirmed that this could happen. Oh, they called the radiology lab, did they? Well, no, it's actually Cedars Sinai Medical Center, Los Angeles, gave a statement. And why would the butt plug just stop halfway through the person? Why would it not keep going? I assume the explosion and the... And they turned it off. I, one would only assume, but you know what they say about assuming? Yeah. You make an ass out of you and me, which is very, very uh, appropriate in, in this case. There it is. There's no way that happened. Why... Why are you so doubtful of everything? I'm not doubtful. You know what? I actually I was talking to Griff's physical therapist last weekend. Yeah, go on. And he was laughing at me for being hyper skeptical about something. Mm -hmm. And he said, the two of you boys are the exact fucking same. He's like, one came into my clinic and he sat there with his arms folded, answering my question and a fucking deadpan look on his face (laughs) for 45 minutes. And didn't say a fucking word. <laughs> he was like, I knew for a fact I'm going to have a cynic on my hands. 
And he was dead right. Dead fucking right. Yeah. To be honest with you, it's... You know, I was talking to you about this. Peter Atiyah's a new book out. Yeah. And I really like Peter Atiyah's take on longevity. Yeah. Uh, I've always liked his stuff. He's been around for quite a while. And he's always been really close to the mark. He updates his statements, but they're very often continuations of things he's learned before. Like, they're never like, I was a vegan, now I'm a mushroom yes. carnivore. Like, yes. there is like, he like it, he used to talk a lot about uh, instant sensitivity being very important. Okay. And he's saying it's one of the most important things. He's like, I'm not sure yet what the difference is. Now he's kind of come to the conclusion that it's more exercise and muscle mass uh, is very, very important for that instant sensitivity. So things okay. like that, like he has nice continuations, but even him, who's clearly incredibly intelligent individual, he qualified as an engineer, he went back and became an MD and was trying to become a surgeon before he left early because he realized he wasn't really helping people. I don't know if he finished his education as a surgeon. Clearly, hyper-intelligent individual, like right. very well-written, very well-read. Yeah. Clearly a great critical thinker. Yeah. I've heard him talking about training and it like it's so fucking stupid. <clears throat> like he had I think it was elbow painting pull ups, right? And he went to see what did he call it? Dynamic neuromuscular stability therapist. Right. And the man stopped him doing pull ups for a whole year. It's mad then he's just not sore when they do pull ups. It's <laughs> It's if you have to go to someone and they won't let you do pull ups for a whole year, you just I, it's mad like the gaps in your like ability to discern things. You just can't yeah. be an expert in everything. No, you can't. It's so and funny. The more expert you become in one field, mm -hmm. the worse your general expertise reduces. Yes. The more that magnifying glass reduces, in the lower the field of view is for everything else. Yeah. I find that to be true with all of the <clears throat> the major experts I've ever met and all the major experts I haven't met but heard them talk. A lot of them leave themselves down very much in one aspect or another purely because they're so hyper-focused on something, so as we, it should be. Yeah, that's why we don't know anything about anything. Yeah. You know, you just keep it general. Yeah, just keep, keep it bouncing. Keep, keep people bouncing. guessing. Keep breaking grips, looking for new ones. Keep yourself guessing. You don't know anything. Do I know anything about that? I'm not really sure. Yeah. Who am I? Like it's it's Peter's like recommendations in regards to like strength training standards and stuff where he's like a two minute dead hand grip, like a minute and a half wall sit and stuff like that. And it's like, oh Peter, it's just like any strength training is better than no strength training. Obviously, he's yeah. Huge on VO two max as well, which is uh oh. which I do I do appreciate. Yeah. Uh, I definitely appreciate that. I think a lot of people who push the push strength training and we're pushers of strength training, we're we're shilling strength training on Dirty people. Dirty little strength training um, dealers. A lot of people really underplay the importance of just good old-fashioned cardio work. Can I... Uh, just How long has this podcast been going now? A long time. So, let's say 45 minutes. For those 45 minutes, Dara hasn't had any shoes or socks on. And he's just been playing with his feet absentmindedly. And I was trying to be nice about it. But I'm going to have to ask you, Dara... To stop Do you know what playing the thing your, is? Your feet are <clears throat> fucking so fucked up. It's ridiculous. No, they're not. You, uh, yeah. I don't have Dara, weird feet. Dara, come on now. No, I no, have. No, no, no. Stop now. Granted, everybody who's ever seen my feet um, think they look different. Dara, no, no, that's not what people they say. Do, people they, laugh no, they at said they look weird. They do laugh at my feet, yeah, but <laughs> they're just different from your feet because my feet look like hands. Dara, your hands for your feet. Yeah. The only way I know that's not a hand is because you have a massive arch. 
you know? Yeah. It's at the end of your leg. Aside from that, though, I don't know if that's a hand or a thumb. You know? Is that a hand? Is that a foot? Yeah, is this this? Like, can but you... But my hands look weird, too. Generally, you're pretty objective, when, unless it comes to yourself, then you're belligerent, you know? I But just try to be objective. Belligerent with a capital B. You have four hands, you know? You've... You know the thing with a different. dog where like you call you all they're all their legs. Do you not have webbed toes now? Yeah, and look at that. Your feet are different side to side as on the other. Yeah. They, do you not think that's strange? No. Do you think you're because one side's webbed and one side isn't? Do you think you're the next step in evolution? Like a somewhat disgusting <laughs> maybe I'm, maybe monkey I'm fish. A previous step. Maybe a monkey kind of amphibian fish. Maybe I am. Do you know what I used to love doing when I was younger? Was finding tadpoles and and frogs. Illegal now. Huh? Bringing the the frog spawn home illegal. is illegal now, yeah. Jesus, the amount of frog spawn. Yeah. Picking blackberries. My God. Picking blackberries. Frog bring, spawn. And putting the frog spawn into like old paddling pools. Yeah. Unbelievable. These all die though. Yeah. Uh, we, had a, <laughs> we had a pond, right? A lot of fish. Okay. I'm pretty sure the fish ate the frog yeah. spawn. The, uh, the, when I think about the mass murder I would have committed. Jesus, you know what I used to... Obviously growing up on a farm. Yeah. Lots of exposure to what happened to animals. Yes. But uh, one of the most visceral exposure to animals is when you cut hay or silage and you walk around after. Yeah. Mm. Like frogs. Bird nests. Sometimes birds. Baby rabbits. Baby rabbits. Mice. That just hits you like uh, mice as well. Yeah. Oh. A lot Shrews. of times mice used to get away actually. Yeah. Because they were so low down if they didn't. <clears throat> Jeez, that I'm, would hit you like a flipper foot in the face. I remember sitting on like the side seat of the tractor, you know, the armrest. Mm-hmm. Favourite place. Going through like an old hay field. Yeah. That I don't think they were even going to use the hay for anything, but they were cutting it anyway. And there was just hundreds of rats mm-hmm. running out of it. Ugh. Do you have a flamethrower to burn them though? Ugh. The uh, rats don't give me that kind of visceral action it gives some people. I don't uh, I don't get it <coughs> rats obviously I don't like rats but I'm just like well oh, it's a rat whatever yeah the you know what I was thinking about the other day I was thinking Go about on. this my feet yeah, I try not to think about your feet on a regular basis but you know the way lots of animals die when you're harvesting yes um, and in places like you know large massive cornfields Europe yeah North America South America anywhere like that when you're harvesting them uh, obviously, you kill a lot of deer and smaller animals. I kill a lot of them per mm. square mile. If you're a vegan, I think the only... Uh, the tr- if you follow your beliefs through, the only ethical thing you can do is grow your own food. Like, you couldn't... Oh, yeah. do, you growing, your own, <laughs> growing your own food is a massive undertaking That's for what vegans. I mean, though. Like, it's... You can't commit to industrial food acquisition because no. it's guaranteed debt per every calorie. Just I... What the shit is that? My God. We nearly made it through a whole podcast with my phone going off. Go on. Um, do you know like corn? Corn? Corn. Yes. The like fake meat stuff. Mm-hmm. Like that has the blood of thousands of animals in every packet. And I'm not saying vegans are wrong no, for... No, 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 no. Everyone's I, entitled to their own. I think a lot of vegans are unaware of how that happens. Yeah. Uh, and... Like ethically, I feel like if you're a vegan, like growing your own food is the only thing you can do to ensure that you're not getting yeah. a lot of murder. Because you could do it yourself on a small scale. You just hand pick things and 
Canadians, vegans, Canadians eat eat eggs. No, Can, like, vegans eat eggs. No, because most vegans think that you are uh, essentially stealing those eggs from the chickens. <laughs> Don't laugh, there. That's their belief. Do they actually? Yeah, hundred percent. Yeah, you're, uh, and I suppose you're also supporting. So even if you had your own, like if you didn't buy eggs. You are supporting the industrialized farming of the chickens and the mistreatment. So that's fair enough, but no. But if you had if chickens, your own chickens, no, you're you're stealing the eggs from the chicken. But what? The chicken doesn't do anything with the egg. I don't. I, whoa, 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 whoa! No, no, I'm I've sorry, had lots I'm, of chickens, and I'm very okay yeah. with taking their eggs because they don't seem to give a shit. But they don't do anything with it. It's a non-fertilized egg. Yeah, that sits there, and a bird comes along, like a crow or something comes along and eats it. Yeah. That's mad. It is mad, isn't it? Craziness. Um. Anyway, thanks very much for listening to yes. yet another shit talk podcast. Um. If you've any questions for us, seekashrink at gmail dot com. Obviously, the new shows are the the new show. The new show. Seek strength to talk is obviously sponsored by Receive Seek a sleep or new yeah. supplement. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Seekstrength dot com. Everything you need for good quality sleep in a supplement sachet. Yeah. Thanks, guys.